Blog Talk Radio. I fight you, I fight myself, I fight God, just tell me how many burdens left, I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept, I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep, life a living hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief, earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scar face, who need a hero, hero. you need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero, who on the front lines, the ground zero, hero. my heart don't skip a beat, even when hard times bumps the needle, mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering men, clutching on deaf ears again, rapture is coming, it's all prophecy, and if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it gotta be. Wow, all power is to the people, all power is to oppressed people, African power to an African people, and black power, it's your brother and uh, host, Chairman Yang and Krumah, People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, glad to be able to reach out again on another Sunday. And spend this time with family, man, and, you know, build. You know how we get out. This is an opportunity just for us to discuss. To I know a lot – you know what? A lot of people say, hey, Yanga, man, your program, enjoy your program. But uh, And I love it. We say big words. You're using the big words and, you know, be here and be there. That's not my intentions. That's not our intentions here. It really is to introduce us into certain terminologies, but to be able to break it down in our everyday uh Understanding, that's what sparked this whole show right here. The What's the difference between black nationalism, between what we, our ideology and philosophy of self-determination, black empowerment, uh, black Africans here in America, and when I'm talking about black nationalism and black Africans here in America, I'm talking about those uh, black Africans, and because we call, have a, a variety of names we call ourselves, I'm talking about those people that were descendants of free, enslaved Africans. And if you don't agree with that, at least those people who have to agree on go through a particular and certain experience here based on their skin complexion, those people. that That's the group. Why is it important for words? Because, uh, you know, we see the war coming on. Now the media has went on and told us the truth. They're like, look, there's nothing we can do. White America is saying there's nothing we can do, Negro. You must do for yourself, which is an old 
old philosophy. We've heard this philosophy from the likes of my personal favorite, whom a lot of us would say is the father of black nationalism, Martin Delaney, who taught a very self-determinist philosophy. He was a champion, an advocate of black people, black Africans here in America doing for themselves, understanding their condition and situations. And And his contemporaries, his comrades or his partners were Frederick Douglass and those like. So this is how far back we're talking about black nationalism and that uh, philosophy of self-determination and doing for yourself goes. When you get an opportunity, look that gentleman up, Martin Delaney. Awesome, awesome gentleman. Uh, We're talking about the likes of the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey. Come on. Everybody, I mean, a figure in... um, our movement and development as an African people here in America. And those of us uh, that know him, this is what I love about black nationalism, pan-Africanism. You know, a lot of the pan-Africanists like to claim for itself, well, he was a pan-Africanist. He didn't subscribe to black nationalism. Impossible. The Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, wherever he went, he advocated and taught that black people in that particular area should do for themselves. And if you're in a particular area and you're black and you're doing for yourself in that locale, that's nationalism. And if you have the desire and you contribute and support those same efforts for other people of African descent or black people to have the ability or the power or the resources, and you contribute to that for them to do for themselves in that area, they're practicing black nationalism and you're practicing pan-Africanism. They're one and the same. But with the war against us, words have become a major weapon. And what happens is I start to watch the news, and I cringe, man, because I am a proud black nationalist. You know, I I wear that with honor. People who know me know I can get radical in my speech, but it's all for laughs and giggles because I do that with people who uh, – I get that way with people who I know, uh, you know, don't necessarily feel that. So it's fun to go back and forth and just to hear different sides. So you had the part of me trying to multitask. Um, But realistically, you know, realistically, when we look at – I'm sorry, I lost my thought. Mm. Well, I guess this is a good segue to bring in a co-host who's hosting me with uh, tonight, a national director of operations seven. I think she's available to speak. She'll be hosting and helping out. I am so glad to um, have her. <laughs> Greetings. I'm listening. Perfect segue, you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect segue. I, I was sitting here um I want to say welcome, everybody, to the radio program. Love doing the radio program, just reaching out, making myself available, and um, sharing information and knowledge with people. But um, I I was uh, riding with the children, and Mm -hmm. I had to giggle when you were talking about trying to define and explain black nationalists and still remain politically correct, you know. And uh, Mm -hmm. we've gotten to the point where, we're comfortable dividing our own self, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, our pie is not that big in America. We are no longer the majority minority. And mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all realize that means. That means 
uh, our vote gets diminished. That means um, we're no longer the priority we used to be. Um, that means that a lot of the political candidates that are running for office or trying to run for office, they don't look like us, nor do they care mm-hmm. about the things that we care about. Mm-hmm. But yet we still feel the need to divide this pie um, because of technicalities. Um, mm-hmm. and, and all that's doing is dividing our support, dividing our resources, um, creating disdain for the other groups within our own right. umbrella. Right. So, um I was sitting there, and I was like, boy, you just said a mouthful. Just trying to get people to see no matter what you personally label yourself, if we are having a shared experience, then we are the same. So you can call yourself whatever. Mm -hmm. I spoke to some indigenous Africans. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a a strong, growing population. I spoke with family up in um, Philly just just Mm -hmm. today and uh, trying to connect the Native Americans and the Africans together. And mm-hmm. I'm all for that. I thought it was wonderful. I think we need to continue researching and understanding who we are now and who we were then. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, though, we can't divide this pie no more. You know what I'm saying? It's no longer pie. All the feelings falling out, the crust mm-hmm. is all over the place. We well, truly do ourselves a disservice by not, still continuing to acknowledge the large umbrella. You can be who you want to in your home and with your group, but the second we start pulling power out of this umbrella of um, African-American or Pan-African, whatever the umbrella is, then we run a risk of removing resources, power, support, and everything else, and our pie gets so small we can't do nothing with it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we go back to, and I'm not gonna, I'm because I'm not gonna digress, but that's a whole nother conversation that we have. And I talk, no, really, you know, we talk about that. We talk about that psychological thing that's of trying to divorce ourselves from the nigga experience. It's normal. I, it, used to, it used to really upset me that we would be everything. I got some Indian in my blood. We would be everything but black. I never saw Tonto holler about he got a little nigga in him. Kimo Sabi, I got a little nigga in me. Never. I'm serious. So we'll go through those groups. I mean, listen, this is my mouth is close to my ears, man. I'm a self convicted soul. In my, you know, grew up a Muslim. Those that know me know the story a little bit. But in my adult life, I made a conscious choice to accept Islam, and boy, did I accept it. And not only did I, you know, really accept the tenements and really get the spiritual and theological understanding, I began to want to be me being black, you know, black absorbs. So wanting to really be that, I began to adapt cultural habits. And my life fell into shambles. I know the same thing. Listen, I'm not dissing people out there, but I know people even me tell me Yoruba, Ifa, Rastafariism, everything when we adapt to whole because that is unique to a particular makeup to a social so, certain social dynamic. And not knocking that social dynamic, but if I'm, my philosophy is this now, even in my sciences and practice of Islam, if it's all embracing, all encompassing, then it can it is enough room for it to embrace and to hold the social phenomenon and dynamic that created a yanga. That's all I'm saying. But one of the reasons why I say that when we talk about the terminology, and I'm glad you brought that up, Seven, because a lot of these groups, some of these groups, and I'm talking about my brother Moors, shout out to the Moors, Islam, Moors. Islam, 
We're going to talk about you a little bit. Call in. Listen. It's open. You know what it is. Let me send the plug out. This is People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. People's Talk Radio. This is opportunity to share it. When we're talking about what's the difference between black nationalism and white supremacy, it's not, we're not coming off like we have all the answers. We want to hear from you. What's your take? I don't even care if you're in orientation class. At this point, if you're a member in orientation class, you want to call in and say something, this is, feel free unless you've been instructed otherwise. But please, feel free. I want to hear what you think the difference is. And this is important because as the media starts to talk about these white supremacists and white nationalists, and then you're seeing this on the news, and you know how we have the tendency to believe anything that good white man say. So if the good white folk saying these must be bad words, a nationalist, a supremacist, uh, must, these must be bad words, I'm hearing some of this uh, rhetoric or some of this language is familiar, and I'm hearing it coming from the group of people that I belong to. Are these bad people? And so it's in, it's important to know the difference. Let me just answer and spell it out for you right now. No. The first thing I think that we have to know is that we at the People's Panther, uh, People's Black Panther Party of Self-Determination don't subscribe to, adhere to, believe in, push, promote a black supremacy. I am not a black supremacist. I know some weak Negroes, personally. If I believed in white black supremacy, I know some Negroes that would shoot that theory out the air. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. You laugh yourself. You know it too. Oh yeah. They would oh, yeah. totally blow that theory. Yeah. So I can't yeah. subscribe to anything that plainly is foolishness. Based yeah. on a, now, do I believe in the difference in genetics and genetics things that we can do genetically and that we're great in genetically? Yes. Do I believe there's things they can do genetically or they're coded a certain way to handle certain things differently and better uh, than we do? Absolutely. I think they are the best murderers on the planet Earth. I've never seen a people that can murder, slaughter, maim, kill, and be savages like that. I think they win the crown for that. So are they superior in that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's not a matter of supremacy. So we can throw that out. So when you hear that, you don't even have to worry about that being affiliated with you. You can tell anyone I don't believe in the superiority based on my skin complexion. I believe now in the superiority of moral and ethic character, which clearly we're showing and have shown, whether it be by conscious uh, uh, or imposed, on us, we've shown that we are a civil people. Sometimes we're so civil, it's sickening. That's a whole nother show, too. So, but this nationalism, I think this is what concerns me. Let me, let me, let me listen, because I can get on a tandem. What's up, man, Seven? You got something to add to that? Uh, How are you feeling? Yeah. Yeah, I have a Talk. problem with supremacy. I don't believe in supremacy. I don't believe in black supremacy. I don't believe in white supremacy. You're, I don't believe that your color makes you supreme. I believe your actions do. And right like on. you said, when we've looked at actions, you know, we all have a body of um, knowledge that we're creating. We you have a mm-hmm. body of understanding. This understanding goes here. That understanding goes there. And so, you know, I, I do believe that there are things that each one is and that's doing better. My problem is that I don't believe that um, African Americans do enough to truly tap into themselves. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, if y'all were to use 
another 5% of your brain, you would be running this joint, you know, that I really do believe that, you know. And so, I, you know, it's not a matter of being supreme because of your race. I mean, I think that you have the information in your DNA. We just haven't tapped mm-hmm. into it. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I, I truly believe in that. You know, I, I believe mm-hmm. in the woman. I, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. believe that the woman is superior, you know, because she's a woman. I think that women are trained at birth to handle this, to do that, to do that. So I really do believe the training that females receive from birth mm-hmm. makes them this this being of of divinity. I do believe mm-hmm. that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, do I believe that men can have it? No, I don't believe that. I just don't think they've tried. You know, I don't think that they've been, you know, predispositioned well, towards I, it. I but I'm going to be a little more specific. I mean, well, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little more specific. I'm going to say the black woman. Please? You know, because it, it, everybody's woman is different. You know what I'm saying? Some so they and they handle their women differently for whatever we, reason. Their women are receptive and responsive to the particular culture and social behavior that those people do. I don't judge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know because I've seen both sides of the fence. Being in the community, uh, I seen sisters, and I'm speaking now specifically of Islamic cultures. And I'm I'm not going to segue because I'm not going to digress. And these are great show topics, brothers and sisters. Write these down. Because we want to come back and visit. <laughs> we know, really, we, we do. Because gender does, it, it does play a thing. So I'm going to say specific women. But I mm-hmm. think, too, that, again, one of the things, like you say, tapping into ourself, it's difficult to do when you have, especially we're talking about the media here and this language piece, um, yes. key words and phrases in society teaching you key words and phrases are bad, and so you stay away from that. Like, my favorite is hate. Oh, that's one of my favorites. All my life I've been told I shouldn't hate. You know, you shouldn't hate, you shouldn't hate. But then you turn around, and so this is how, this is our definition. Even if we didn't know the definition of the word, hate was associated with something bad. If you ask somebody, well, what's that mean? What's hate mean? It means ugly. It means, you know, evil. It means he couldn't tell you a definition. I heard some dudes talking, one of them broke the definition down, almost fell out. He said it's to have a strong abhorrence or something, a dislike for. I was like, you know what, I hate a lot of stuff. And it's okay to hate some things. See, and this is how our enemy has a strong advantage over us because his words are tied to certain psychological feelings. And so he's not... You know, held by them. An experiment that they, I mean, you can experiment. I knew police growing up back in the day before these little bad children, when police yelled freeze, people would freeze. Yeah, these kids are bad. Police say freeze now. That's like go. Freeze, go. But back in the day, we actually would be with freeze, huh? We would, at least for a moment. It would start, and this is why police, I believe, I don't know, I've never been through the training, and I noticed that you all do the same thing, begin to assert their authority, raise their voice, issue commands. You're not asking questions, I'm asking questions. It's all in the training. The language is the same thing. White nationalists, and you turn around and say you're a black nationalist, boom. Someone who isn't politically educated, there it is. Whoa, dude. I heard about y'all on the news. Heard about y'all. He'll lump all y'all in. No, these white boys don't like nothing black. And we'll lump you in. Well, I heard about y'all on the news. What do you mean, y'all? Them nationalists. What na- you heard white nationalists. White support. What do you mean? 
You've never heard white nationalist group, black nationalist groups tied to the murder and the mayhem of anything white. And I'm not, I heard one radical brother say one time, it's disappointing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, it wasn't for my, li- I'm quoting, I'm quoting, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you they find, you know, so we have to begin, this is the importance of political education. To be able to, the first thing is, is to be able to, if you're self-determinist, first thing you have to do is be able to define yourself. Right, sister? Absolutely. Without <laughs> pulling away, without pulling mm-hmm. away, you know what I'm saying? It's like um, when when uh, you get married, you're joining another family, but that doesn't mean that you totally leave this other family, you know what I'm saying? Right. You still come from your original tribe. And so, and I mm-hmm. think that too many times that we do that, and we'll do that for religious reasons. We'll do it mm-hmm. for um, we'll do it for economic reasons. You know, we're always trying to, and it's not a matter of not bettering yourself. Better yourself all you want, but you know, don't forget where you came from, and don't forget who's going to be there when those chips go down. When when stuff goes down, who are you going to call? You know what I'm saying? You're going to call your cousin. You know, you're going to call your sister. You're going to go back call to someone who you know. Is going to be there, and someone that you may have a favorite waiting in the wings. Hey, look, you remember back when? I need some help. You know, a lot okay. of times we forget that until we get into those legal battles or until stuff goes wrong. It's like, oh, yeah, I need you now. It's like, look, mm-hmm. I never stopped needing you. I mm-hmm. never stopped needing you. So don't well, leave. You know what I'm saying? Don't, we, we can't get so bent out of shape that, um, we're not there for each other, just on some real basic levels. And I think oh, that's basic. the problem with the whole separations and stuff like that. Oh, well, I love what you said on basic level. That's black nationalism on the basic level. We all family. Start with your family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We oh, all family. Okay. Start, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Start with your family. Yeah. We all fam. It's about survival. You know, it's about yeah. now I'm a ball from. And see, this is the, the problem with your national directive operation also being very Influential in your spiritual life. Now I'm a ball from wonderful approach. It's about being solution oriented. Right. It is about Absolutely. being solution oriented. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. If and yeah, that's under- like nationalism. It's you yeah. know. Find, when we go ahead. I'm sorry. Please. Mm 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 mm. Don't let me stop your flow. No no no. I just want to say that's like yeah. nationalism. It's about Absolutely. unity, solidarity. So. Where's going to bring that? Like, hey, you know, what's the problem? Let's find a let's find a solution for it. Once we found out what the problem is, you know, oh, your breath stink, your feet too big, you got holes in your socks. Let's start fixing those things. Yeah, you know, you know one thing I, I I want to talk about. You know, we're in the middle of orientation. We're doing mm-hmm. um, a new type of orientation. We're working with some phenomenal people. Um, mm-hmm. But last week orientation, we were talking about being able to properly identify the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and so now you're sitting here saying, we need to know who we are. We need to know what we're doing in order to get you. We have to know what the problem is. You know what I'm we, saying? And then you without the right problem, we don't know anything. <laughs> exactly. exactly. If you don't know the problem, you can't get the equation. If you don't, have, right. if you don't have the one plus one, there's never a two. I must know the problem. Therefore, I can get the, the the equation, 
And you and like right. you said, no, it's no cool. It, it doesn't surprise me that that theme is there because we all self that is the party's theme, self determination. It's all gonna go around and say we're gonna you're gonna hear the radio programs, you're gonna hear it many ways, many forms, and many fashions, and you're gonna get it from those avenues. You're gonna get it from spiritual, psychological, administrative, political, military, everything that we have to offer, and inviting you to join the party so that you. All people can contribute to what they have to this stone stew, and yeah, you know fine. everybody can eat, and not just us. Because you know a lot of times what we're pushing. That's why we say the People's Black Panther Party. Let me say this: I have to say this, and I'm gonna get back on topic. That we are not just for ourselves. When we have um, a national director of operations, she's not the national director of operations of the People's Black Panther Party self determination, but of the Black community. One of her functions is to help get the black community operating. My chief of staff is not just the chief of staff of People's Black Panther Party, but it is he is that of the black community. One of his purpose is to get them functioning and operating as a functional mm-hmm. operating staff would do with the community. That's that's the task, and it starts with training. And first starting with training is first shocking them out of this perceived concept of who they are, whom you always hear me talking about, that colonized mind state. My chief call it domestication. I like that. I oh, think it has more word. shock value. That's that domesticated. You know what I'm saying? That's, woo, man, especially for a revolutionary, anything about domestic. Everything I know domesticated is just not good. It is just uh, it's I mean, watered, you know, it's it. watered down. It, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there for, you know, we enjoy it. It's <laughs> really there. And that's all it does. It comes, does, do I want to be messed with it? It looks like, you want me to uh-huh. be better than that? I'm going to get back. Okay, I'll go sit in the corner. So you want, just uh-huh. call me. What's the yeah. When you want to rub me. You know, you just, uh-huh. it's not a good look. Look, so um, to go against, to wake up, to be first realize, wow, I'm domesticated. And then to start to see some of the tricks of that. And today, to get back on this topic, labeling is one of them. And not so much just what they label is like what you were talking about. I love what you were saying, uh, Seven, about this separation. We also love the labels because we think it helps us escape again, there again, the nigger process. Being, Being in the nigger category. Well, I'm a badass, black revolution, black nationalist, to hell with whitey, talk all that good stuff. So you think that you're not in the nigga category. Let us understand what the nigga category is. You yourself don't put yourself in that category. I don't think, I don't know any black African that has put themselves in the nigga Uh -uh. category. The nigga category is what the ruling class, in this manner, the white ruling elitist class, has labeled people of a certain pigmentation, and therefore a treatment comes with that. That's what that is. You can't escape about what you call yourself. They don't care. It's a classification. And the only way to get out of this classification is to begin to act in the opposite of what they have defined niggas to be, an independent, lazy ass, shuffling, not thinking for themselves, gullible, uh, just go for anything, and I almost said something, and I'm glad I called myself. I almost said something that I was taught was a bad word. I almost said Geechee ass, but you know what? When I met the Gullah Geechee people, we'd be lucky to be compared to such honorable ass people. So uh, 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 just a handkerchief head, buck dancing, oh boy, I got all kind of epithets. Please, I can go on for days. 
So that's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, really, and 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 when we start to realize that no matter what we call ourselves, we're in this classification, then I think that the whole what um our director of operation was talking about this separation, we will begin to we will begin to get away with that because it will become a matter of survival, and not a matter of tribe versus tribe. Hebrew versus Muslim, who got the most knowledge. I'm dropping God, you know, Assalamu alaikum, shalom, you know what I'm saying, big up, y'all might routine, whatever. Those would just be really what they were meant to be, and those are beautiful and peaceful greetings, giving salutations of peace, blessings, prosperity, and success, not just identification markers of certain groups. I used to bang. I know what it is. Right. You can call it what you want to call it. I love how religious people call it. No, brother. It's, man, I used to call it. I know. I used to say anything. Assalamu alaikum. Ah. That's the yeah. same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. Uh, you know, well, it's me and you, the only Muslim. You right there, I'm right here. We sit right next to each other. Everybody else in here, Christian, I, you ain't have to holler that. You could, you know what I mean? You know, I, I'm a spiritualist. I take that to heart. I take it seriously. Yeah. That's what I yeah. do. But I can tell you, that is a choice that I make every right. single morning. I make that choice. I didn't right. choose to be black. I can't unchoose to be black. Um, mm-hmm. That's just who I am. And we celebrate and we thank them. I I personally thank the Most High for allowing me that. Listen, we sitting here rapping, and I've been negligent of the of the phone lines. Let me go. Let me go to the boards. Let me go to the boards. Because I have not been paying attention. I believe this is uh, our chief. In fact, your your mic is open. All power to people. Black power. All power to the people. I just wanted to jump in. Just wanted to jump in and add uh, a, a perspective that I want our listeners to, to take take note of. Um, going back to how you were saying, I refer to things in terms of our, our, our people as being domesticated. It's domestication and it's also victimization. And one of the things, and 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 going into also what we talked about in our in our last class uh, for the general recruitment is dealing with identifying the challenges. And as it applies to that, when our situations are misidentified, then what happens is, for instance, we deal with police brutality. We think that that's a problem. We, we uh, have issues with how, you know, we're constantly shot or locked up or, or treated unfairly on that note. Applying that, misidentifying what the situation is and what the challenge is, it will cause us to think that that is the problem. When what, what happens is that is a symptom of the problem, which is basically us not being a self-determined people. So if we don't identify the, the situation properly, then what will happen is, as, as looking at it from the eyes of victimization or victim, then what we would think to solve the solution, we would think the solution would be to escape police brutality, to escape the neighborhoods or environments that are prone to have those type of things and activities happen, which goes right back to dealing with it from a standpoint of assimilation. And if we deal with it from the standpoint of assimilation, then what we're doing is we're escaping. So that's basically the roach mentality. That's mm-hmm. your survival mode mm-hmm. roach mentality. So I'm just going to escape the yep. environment that, that's usually associated with police brutality. But in doing that, yep. that's attacking it from the standpoint of being a roach or an individual, which is the complete wow. opposite of self-preservation, mm-hmm. the complete opposite of self being a self-determined people, which means that condition will continue mm-hmm. to exist for the mass majorities of our people. 
And so we mm-hmm. have to identify what the real root area is that needs to be addressed, and that's being a self-determined mm-hmm. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's and, it. and what I know for sure, what I know for sure, if you deal with that symptom and not the root of the problem, another symptom is going to show up in another place. It never Absolutely. really goes away until the root is taken care of. You have to pull Absolutely. it up from the root. And so this is what, you know, another thing we have to understand is that because there is an entire system that is set against us, we can't just over-focus on one particular symptom I that has, it has created. You so said we have that. to do that. We yes. have to work on multiple I- we have to strengthen the body. Yes, you know what? I I love you said that. I think because that is the direction. You know, I call it, <clears throat> excuse me, a holistic revolution. You know, uh, and that to me is the only answer. It has to, understanding when I came to the realization, really, you know, because I've always said it, oh, the system, the system, but really understood, man, a system. And a system is a complex set of components working together to complete one particular task. You know what I'm saying? So that's on a whole different level. And so when we begin to, like our chief said, begin to talk about self-determination being the only solution for this problem that we have, how deep and look past the symptoms and look at the root, how deep the root goes, and when we find out that Mm -hmm. it is attached to our very soul, it can be frightening. Because then you go back to... uh, what is the, you know, the, the cradle, the classic records, you go back to the, almost the beginning of everything that you have been taught, all the way down to your eating habits, yeah. all the way down to your eating habits. And then not your only are you, habits. your thinking your habits, habits your, be- your dreaming habits, you know, yeah. you have kids that dream of being, you know, NFL and NBA players. I mean, they don't dream of creating things. They don't dream no. of being the boss. They don't dream. What? They dream of star. This, this absolutely look at guy in the pie thing. They and I'm like, y'all don't know how to dream your own dreams. You why, dream Michael Jordan's dream. Dream your own dream. They don't why would you? Why would when you're living in an age this this age of information and technology? They're again going back to to stay on our task a little bit. Because it is so deep about language and 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 when the reason I say language too because language is perception. See some Absolutely. things for you know we'll say something like I love to use the example that bad you know bad that's a good boy that's a bad jacket. So I come on, why is this mm-hmm. jacket bad? It looks very nice to me. It's like a nice right, jacket. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's the whole right. perception. The same thing with. You know, yeah, of course they want to be NFL stars when they see Sunday and Monday, everything shut down, even dad. What little time they do see a dad. Don't mess with him Sunday, Monday. He's going to get his beer, his popcorn and chips, turn on that thing, and he can quote, he don't know little Jimmy's report card, but he can tell you Marcus O'Reilly's running record. He, uh, gonna break it this he don't year. know Johnny's teacher. He don't know Johnny's okay. teacher. You name. feel me? He don't know nothing about Johnny. Brothers. Okay? He don't know Shame about, on you, no, man. He don't know about, no, he don't know Johnny's teacher's name. He don't teachers. know that. You don't know what's yeah. in Johnny's phone. You don't know if Johnny's no. getting high, if he's in a gang. I mean, nothing about it. But no. can tell but me about another grown man 
You can tell me about another grown man, high school stats. Yeah. And then walking around, and I'm knocking my sports fans. I know everybody do their thing. You know, that's what I never never got in the jersey because my father always said, I wanted one when I was little. It was Mean Joe Green when I was coming up and that type stuff. <laughs> and he's scared. I'm dating myself. Okay. Yes, you are. And, but my, my father told me, he said, no man walk around with another man's name on a supper slave. It gets yeah. you no man walk with another man's name on you. So from there on in, I've had this thing for jerseys. I just It's something that stuck with me. So I've mm-hmm. never been one of those brothers that rock another man's name on me. Like mm-hmm. that blatantly, and if I could get around the pants, I would, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So I'm saying, we're saying all of this to say that when it's when with that self determinist um, begins in that life changing, what do our children see of us? Why is the NFL the star? You know, um, right. what's happening with that? Who right. do you right. know? Who do they see? Do we have pictures? Put a little personal business out there. Um, one of Seven Sons has this dynamic shirt with the the faces of great black leaders and heroes. And I was surprised he got I think it's about six of them on there. He got like four of them right, and the two he missed were the two I missed between Harriet Tubman and Sojourner <laughs> Truth. I I couldn't tell the difference. The mothers look alike to me. I'm telling you. So, but that's to say. So, are these images pushed and promoted? And it's important right. to do because while we go back, like I said, the topic, because the I don't want to say our enemies, even if they're well-intended, good-meaning white folk, these liberals are using language that will destroy the very essence of a self-determinist spirit in our children. They will begin to come yeah. and tell you, mommy, daddy, black nationalism is bad, something, why we can't just all kumbaya and hold hands and why I got it. And they will quit. And then they will even tell you about, oh, that that's hate. And you'll say, I'm not saying that we hate anyone. What I'm saying is we have a preference. We're going to spend with ourselves. We're going to do this. We're going to hang with, oh, daddy, everybody loves. Love, love, love. Get along, this and that. And I love that. That's a good philosophy, and I can understand that. But that's a great philosophy from the ruling class. Exactly. Can I go to the phone? Exactly. Can I go to the phone lines? Um, seven. Let's go to the phone Please. lines. Let me open up. All right. Eight zero three Your mic. Your mic is open. Power to the people. Power to the people. This is Nikita. Loving like family. Nikita. So, awesome topic, as always. Awesome, awesome, awesome. topic. It made me think of, on a counseling perspective, how you go into an NA meeting or AA meeting. Hi, Makita, and I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm the problem <laughs> for lack of self-care. I am right the on. problem okay. for lack of okay. self-forgiveness. I am the problem mm-hmm. for hoarding knowledge. I am the problem mm-hmm. for having unhealthy relationships. I am the problem for not mm. consistently being a part of active and worthwhile organizations in the community. I am the problem. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, as mm-hmm. the problem, I'm going to make this pledge. If my part is to do 2%, I'm going to do the best 2% I possibly can. Right on. If all I have is 2%, okay. I'm going to give you the mm-hmm. best 2% that I can. 
I'm going to look in that mirror, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to build that self-esteem that people have stripped from, not just me, but generations. My pledge is to break the generational curses. My pledge is to educate mm-hmm. my children more and my omit. My pledge is to have healthier relationship with the sisters that they say I couldn't have a relationship with just because we're too powerful. My pledge is to forgive all the brothers for all the areas where they're not perfect, but love on them for what they can do. My pledge is no longer to focus on everything that isn't right. I need to focus on what I can do. So that's my pledge. Because I understand that I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. Right on. Love. Mm-hmm. You ready to drop the mic? Are you ready to right. drop the Ooh. mic? What the hell? What, what in the world? Yo, no, no, that's, that's real. You gotta, you gotta love that, and I, Ooh. and I, and I appreciate that, and I, and I can appreciate Ooh. that. And that's the oh first, and that's the first start, and that's the first start. Once we realize yeah. that, uh, you know how much we contribute to our own self destruction, we go through the hell. Do what you're doing now. Listen, do what you're doing now. Say, man, I realize it. Cry about it. Bite your pillow yeah. about it. We're going to give you 24 hours, if that much. And the next morning, we're calling you to duty. Because there's, at, at that point, there's no time. Once we recognize it, you know, be yeah. sad. Mourn for it. You know, mourn, mm. for, mourn for the funeral because you are having a funeral. You know what you're putting to death? Yeah, ignorance. let's have that funeral. Let's have, have that, that funeral, funeral for ignorance. Cry yes. for the ignorance that you were in. Cry for the loss of ignorance. Oh, oh, oh yes. goodbye, ignorance. Yes. And then we're going to celebrate yes. our new companion, which is knowledge, self-determination, empowerment, liberation. Yes. See, when we lose, see, nobody hangs with ignorance. That's a lonely travel companion. Like you said, when we do things in ignorance, we, but we're on our own. Boy, my mouth is close to my ears. Ignorant, I look at, why the hell did I do that? Ignorance in that smile, you know, buddy. I got you, though. Right. Let's go do something right. stupid again. Right. And we right. back Come in on. something stupid again. Come on. And he yeah. don't never stick yeah. around when it's time for repercussions. He's like, where is that? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He ain't never around. But, you know, he's smart about that. Ignorance is smart to get the, in Dodge, get the hell out of Dodge. So, yeah. you know, but once we bury him or her, mm-hmm. you know, we have that. We it opens up an array and a variety of great, awesome, revolutionary travel companions, you know. And Ooh. so we embrace those and we walk along the path with those, and we get back. We get back to work because we realize that a lot of that was by design. So now we take the sadness and we turn it into a righteous indignation, a righteous anger. That hate I was talking about that they use a strong abhorrence. Isn't that it? Somebody looked that up. If you know mm-hmm. what that is, call in. People of Black Panther Party, self-determination, um, black independent radio, man, look that up, call at it. Or if you're on the line now, look that up. Let, let's see what Wester says about that. But having that mm-hmm. righteous indignation, that righteous anger, that I the, I call it that Malcolm anger. One day I was reading about my, my champion, Brother El-Hajj Malik Shabazz, or Rahim Ta'ala. May God have mercy upon him. Give him the highest level of paradise. He said that anger is good. He said a man won't change anything until he's angry. And man, there's meaning man and woman, uh, won't change anything until they're angry. That means you're fed up. You're frustrated. Not an anger that is a, like a loose flame that you can't control, that's not directed, but that anger that you say, you know what, I am angry, and I have a right to be angry. I was tricked. I was just like Malcolm said, you've been deceived, you've been had, you've been bamboozled and hoodwinked. You should be angry about that. It's okay. 
But are we going to allow the anger to consume us, or will it be a directed and focused anger that encourages and inspires us to productivity, success, and uh, just greatness and, and as an individual so that we can contribute to the collective? See, and, 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 and I'm going to let you go, sister. I just want to say this. Here's why this is important, what I love what our sister Makita says, who is my dear sister, said um, – she realized she and she began to work on herself. That's important because the working on ourself, and this is why, you know, my spiritualism and things I do, even revolutionaryism. Don't get it twisted. Revolutionaryism is a spiritualism in itself because you must change your spiritual understanding. You know what I'm saying? To really be a revolutionary. Not be on I'm not saying you have to get bells and crystals and sprinkle uh fairy dust or whatever. Float your boat, find your lost remote. And I say, if you do, do it, great. And if you don't do it, great. But it is a spiritualness because it is a spiritual connectedness to every living entity, even, but particularly African people, and the connectedness even to white people. Oh, man, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yes, because they walk the planet Earth. It's this unhealthy relationship we have with them that has hurt us. But once we have a proper health relationship with them, like we do with poison ivy and stinkweed, and skunks and everything else, then we'll feel better. So, yeah, you know, everything has its place on earth, everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we say working on ourselves so that we will be better for the collective. See, if I'm mm-hmm. in shambles, if self is in shambles, I can't be good for the collective. But then what happens, all I do is take, 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 and I don't give. We need you to be in the best help. Mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, you can be. And we at the People's Black Panther Party for self-determination saying we're the family that are here to help to achieve that. I love that. We're here to help to achieve that. Do you hear me say that? Now, I want you to hear the words I did say, though. We're that family, right? So what comes with family? Sometimes you got that big sister and that big brother don't always tell you what you want to hear, but they're going to tell you what's right for the family Mm -hmm. and bring you the family. See, don't get it twisted. Because he said, call anytime. Call at your own risk if you messing up. <laughs> <laughs> call the chief at your you, own you risk. Call you want. <laughs> you call. Because we family. Call him, please. Mm-hmm. If you messing up, call him. That'll probably be the last time you do that dumb, dumb, dumb again. <laughs> You're like, I won't do that again. Call the sister, please. You on the verge of really messing up. That's your big sister. Call her. And yeah. that might be the last time you think about doing that because we are family. And we understand that our survival is at stake. Absolutely. And when your you know, when your survival is at stake, go ahead, sister, please. I, I want to add. I don't want to get too far from what the sister said because she just kind of blew me right there, and it took me a second to recover. Um, one thing I, I want to be clear about. One thing I heard. One thing that I know is that um, we all have those flaws. We all have those things that we need to kind of say, "Hey, look." You know, my name is Seven, and I got a problem with this. I got a problem with that. But that doesn't alleviate your responsibility to getting this work done. And, you know, I'm a stickler when it comes to work. There's a reason why I'm director of operations, okay? I, I'm i the national director of operations. I'm going to get the work done. I got 15,000 things to do, and I'm like, and I'm going to get this work done. You know, even though we come as uh, pieces of ourselves, we come as, you know, shadows of our fullness, and that's intentionally been put against us. We come as a, a fragment 
but yet we still have the ability to work as part of the collective and part of the positive to get a positive outcome to come forward. So it's like I hear you and I receive you. I still got work for you to do. While you're working on yourself, you're going to help the next one right beside you. We've got the same struggle going on. These are why, you know, this is a collective, you know, this is why we're working in the positive like this and working so passionately because I know what long-term lack of self-care does. I know. So I'm going to fight with you about holding on to that lack of self-care. And I see the effects in my community. So I can go out and work in my community and say, hey, hey, we can't stay here. That's black nationalists. That is working with family. That is working with self first and then your family and then the community. That's proper order. So 100%, I don't care how you come. I got something for you to do. There aren't any extra people in our community. Everybody has a responsibility to come in, get this work, and get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. Get in and get it done. That's the only way it's going to get done. You know, it is and, more. And, and look at yes, sir. I was just gonna say real quick, um, in regards to what the sisters getting at it and how we should look at that, it goes back to the fact that by us being stripped of our culture, we don't have a proper rights of passage. And for the most of us we don't have a rights of passage. Our rights of passage a lot of times have been replaced by aspects of, of, of false false religion. Which is why we look toward certain religious schools to be the dominant factor in terms of our moral principles and, and guiding us, you know, from youth on up because we don't have a culture. And since we don't have a culture, we don't hold ourselves accountable. So the obligations mm-hmm. and accountability fall on, fall on your religious perspective, which in, in, in mm-hmm. a lot of us, the majority of us, the religious perspectives are based upon something being projected on you which is which is doing nothing but create inferiority again because you're looking at a white Jesus. Tradition. So yes. how can you look at a white yes. Jesus and go through a African rites of passage with African morality? Mm-hmm. You right. can't. It's mm-hmm. a contradiction. Mm-hmm. So therefore most mm-hmm. of us would not even fathom what it means to have an obligation to look myself in the mirror and hold myself accountable for the flaws of our people. And for the up, upliftment and betterment of our people, it all has to be done under this guise of a, you know, a pale white person who didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So we're, 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 we're destroyed to the core. And as we rebuild, and going back to self-determination, self-determination causes us to rebuild culture. We build a way of life. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can do that is deal with accountability. Go ahead, Trevor. Absolutely. No, I, and I, and you're right about that. I I would agree. I would agree with that. But I would, you know what? I don't want to give us. I don't want us to walk away with the impression, though, um, that that has always been actual factual. You know, this is a what? Man, this is almost a recent phenomenon. Maybe 80 years or something like this. The development, even with the church, the church still played a very vital and central part in black movement and black social order in a dynamic. And when we didn't, I think that integration, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I think there you when go. You when record, you say that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all, a lot of things to me are philosophical. I think when we integrated and the social order change and the structure change and what we, how we define manhood and womanhood, 
when manhood was no longer defined as daddy, even if daddy worked a trash truck or whatever, daddy came home with his biscuit wrapped in a handkerchief and he split that biscuit five ways or whatever, and daddy made it happen. That's what it was. Mama was going to do what she got, and she stretched the biscuit. That's what it was, what we had, and we did, and we celebrated family in that. When we begin to integrate, and materialism and wealth begin to defy manhood and begin to defy pro- uh, prosperity and success. And this is what meant to what it meant to be. Uh, um, this is what it means to have made it. And like the Jeffersons, we moved on up. But when you moved on up, you moved on out. So blight took place, you know. And so I think that that when it changed the whole dynamic of black family and we began to emulate them, it really crushed us along those lines. One of the things I hope we look at when we talk about self-determination for our people and what we're presenting to them at the People's Black Panther Party is an opportunity to throw into the pot to defy that. What does that look like for you? They have to really begin to uh, know they can dream and conceptualize and visualize. And I think once we go through that phase, and it's going to be really probably elementary-ish and very kindergarten-ish in the beginning, but once they know that they can, they're no longer caterpillars, they're butterflies, and they can stretch their wings, we can begin to direct and channel, begin to look at what's realistic, what's not, you know, begin. But the first thing is to realize, man, we have to stop, like what you're saying, war, like what uh, Seven is saying, stop the division, stop the make-believe and the pretend escapism and all of these things. Let's face this issue and know that within you, is every capability to address every problem we face and not only to address it, but to come up with a, a solution and enact it. You know, we got to stop running from hardships. But I'm telling you, I love again, and I'm going to share the mic because we're coming in our last minutes, what our, our dear brother Malcolm said again. He said they teach you to suffer in silence. He said it's like the dentist, going to the dentist. Dentist give you that Novocaine, you feel so good, you don't even know you're slobbering, bleeding out the mouth. Then it's asked, how you feeling? Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Blood pouring out your face. You're suffering silence. This is what we've done. They give us that Novocaine. They put in television and all of these things and this music in our ears and all. And what we think is really harmless, even if in our souls we have enough discernment to really recognize, to separate the difference between entertainment or something that feels good and jazzy, groovy, as um, uh, from reality, our children don't, and I'm a product of the 80s, so I'm going to tell you we don't because I can watch some of those 80 movies now and be like, yep, yeah, that's pretty much how it was. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if art was imitating life or life was imitating art, and we see the same thing for our children, the the, the pregnancy rate, the high rate of prescription drug use mm-hmm. among our children, and just the things, I know the horrendous things. I think two of our people on here are social workers that works with uh, uh, behaviorally challenged, disturbed, and kind of people, you don't post. Well, this is my program. I ain't got to be political. A little bad, motherfuckers. <laughs> Damn. 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 Shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But they cover y'all work with them. Yeah. You and the system. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're yes. supposed to work with them. So, but so you can see the influence. So these are some of the things we have to start with. But listen, we're coming in our last hours, man. I get to rapping with the masses because I love the brothers and sisters. You know, I really when I get into the groove of this, I really enjoy it. Let's uh, start with you. In fact, let's go to Chief. Let me go in the 
natural audience. Chief, we're coming in our last minutes, last four minutes. Anything you want to share with the people? Yeah, just real, real quick, a few words. I want to say what we're doing, people. What we're doing for the what 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 we're expressing here is for our people to get off the mental birth control and procreate the revolution, mm. procreate mm. the thought in the mm. and the mm. mental mm. attitude, aptitude for us to mm. be self determined. That's it.
fight the world, I fight you, I fight myself. I fight God to tell me how many burdens left. I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept. I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep. Life's a living hell, puddles of blood in the street. Shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief. Earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks. The poor run with smoke lungs and scarred face. Who need a hero? Hero. You need a hero. Look in the mirror, there go your hero. Who on the front lines, the ground zero? Hero. My heart don't skip a beat even when hard times bumps the needle. Mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering men. Clutching on deaf ears again, rapture's coming. It's all prophecy, and if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it gotta be. Don't pray for me. 